everyone and welcome to 1.21 Overload. I am Peter and that over there is Matt. Excellent. <laughs> we talk about movies on this show. This is our monthly movie show. This is, well, it's supposed to be monthly. This one's actually late. This is the May episode of uh, 121 Overload because uh, Matt was sick. Well, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong. That is a valid... It's not Matt's fault that he got strep throat in the last week because we watched the movie yeah. last week. We were supposed to record right at the end of the May. Uh-huh. Um, I'm still going to blame Matt a little bit though. Because at the, start, at the start of May, I said, hey, we've got like two weeks without any new movies to watch. Why don't we just do Bill and Ted then? And he said, yeah, all right. And then it was like, oh, wait, it's the 30th of May, Matt. <laughs> do you want to record? Yeah. Sure, sure. And then strep throat and I can't talk. Yes, so. yes. So, so, so the last week of delays, no one's fault, really. He was just sick. But uh, here we are. So, so there's another one coming later this month. Uh coherence which won the vote because obviously our patrons vote on this uh, Matt picks a movie he loves I pick uh-huh. a movie I love and our patrons vote for what we're going to do for the month uh, coherence won for the month of June so that's the one that's coming up later this month um, and then the vote that's up right now for the next month that our patrons can go vote on um, Matt picked Say Anything the classic rom-com because no. I've never seen that Cameron Crowe John Cusack everyone knows you know he put the boombox over your head yeah, even I know that scene. In your eyes. Yeah. Exactly. But you don't know the context of said scene. So He's trying to win her back? Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's right. Um, I, my pick for the, the next vote is uh, Bubba Hotep, which, by the way, is... Oh. like This, this uh, is an opposite of a uh, Alien vs. Predator. No matter who wins, we lose. This <laughs> is whoever wins, we win. So, Honestly, I think I'm being much kinder to you in this case. I, I think you will love Bubba Hotep. I think you like Say Anything. That's, that's why I put it up there. Uh, uh, not as much as I love Bubba Hotep, though. I want to watch yeah, Bubba well, Hotep course. again. So. Well, just like, uh, what would you put up against Bill and Ted? Uh, oh, look, I can't remember. Yeah, okay. <laughs> this was like two months ago now, this vote, Matt. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm just saying. I love Bill and Ted that much. So, you know, when that won, I was super stoked. But I want to say, it was, the, was it The Burbs? Because either way, it would have been okay. Yeah, the Burbs was one of those. It was either that or the month before was the Burbs was my pick. I don't know. I, yeah. well, once the vote's been won, I forget what the options were, Matt. I just remember what yeah. won. I, I tend to never forget. But again, sick for the last week. I'm just finally coming back into being okay. So... Mm. So, yeah, yeah so uh, as, as we said multiple times there, Bill and Ted, uh, specifically Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, won the vote for me. Uh, so that's what we're doing here today. I had never seen this before. I'd never seen either of them before. So this was a first time watch for me. Uh, mm. Obviously, this is the classic. I use that well. Classic would be a bit strong. No, it's, it's, it, it's classic. <laughs> it's, it's a cultural touchstone. It's the 1989 uh, time travel metal comedy starring Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter. I had to check Alex Winter's name because uh, yeah. he's he's not as famous as Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves has got a whole yeah. career after this. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, Alex Winter, he had a smaller career. He mostly directs documentaries now. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah, he's he's done one that I've had saved on Hulu forever called uh, Deep Web, which is about the dark web. Uh, mm. He did that. He's, he's done a couple others. So he's made that transition to behind the camera, whereas Keanu's become, like, a global name, like, yeah, thanks I, to the Matrix. I knew Keanu first from Speed, and then he sort of became an even bigger thing with Matrix now. he's Obviously, okay. since then, he's been... You know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, he's John Wick now. He's. It's uh, funny. It's funny to me that in the last few years, all of a sudden, most people think of him as John Wick first. I'll, yeah. I mean, I'll always think of him as Speed in the Matrix first because that's just where I knew him from growing yeah. up. But uh, 
Uh, it's funny now that a whole new generation is like, no, that's John Wick. He's John Wick first. Yeah, he's he's Ted Theodore Logan to me, like, because I grew up with Bill and Ted. And then I was like, what's Ted doing in the Matrix? Like, this is weird. Mm. So, but yeah, no, I like Keanu a lot. Um, he always ends up putting in a good performance. And this is like proto Keanu. So, um, but yeah, he's become a much more uh, complex actor. Than these humble it's funny, I remember there was a time in the 2000s, I remember it was very hip on the internet to make fun of Keanu for being wooden. Yeah. And he is a, he's a, because I don't think he's the best actor in the world, but he's, he's a very likeable actor. I mean, for everything I've heard, he's a very nice person. Apparently he's a really yeah. nice nice guy, to, if you get to know yeah. him. He's apparently a very charming guy. Uh, but, I mean, he's got enough charisma that like there's tons of movies that he's in that I like. And yeah. yeah, he probably works better when he's not speaking too much. Like you know, John Wick's a very yeah. quiet and straight to the point yeah, character. Yeah, because he's, that kind of works. He's going and he's shooting people in the face. Like there's very little dialogue in those movies. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah. so we're going to talk about dude. Where's my guitar? Um, I mean, sorry, that was a slip. Uh, dude, where's my phone booth? <laughs> oh, maybe that's more accurate. But guitar yeah. rings with, with car. That was what I was going for. There, you see. Yeah, I got you. So, you know, there was, a, there was a method to my madness. So we're going to talk about Bill Ted, excellent adventure. We'll warn you somewhere in the middle before we go into spoilers, but we'll start off spoiler-free. Uh, so time travel, comedy, it is Bill and Ted. At 700 years in the future, society will have formed around their future music from their band. But they almost flunked history, which was going to split them up, because Ted was going to be sent off to a, a military school military. in Alaska. Yeah. So... Rufus, this guy from the future, comes back to present day and he's phone booth time travel machine and gives it to them so they can go through history so they can meet, you know, historical figures so they can ace their oral history exam the next day. Which, you know, I'm going to critique the movie's logic here a little bit. The teacher to, to them says that they have flunked every part of this class, but if they get an A plus in this one last test... They'll that's pass. then passed. <laughs> like, no, yeah. that's not how it works. That's yeah, not how education you works. Fs, you don't get Fs and then an A on the test and get a D. You still get an F. Like, uh, but it, it's the whole, it builds the argument that they're slackers, but even though they're slackers, they're destined to do great things. Uh, and so this is the crucial moment. And, and Rufus is played by George Carlin, uh, mm. which this is my introduction to Carlin. So later in life, when I saw him doing his comedy bits about like the seven dirty words you can't say and whatnot, it blew my mind because I was like, no, that's Rufus. Like, uh, but like to my dad, who showed me this movie originally, is like, oh no, this is like comedy legend George Carlin. But yeah, so what drew me to this movie as a kid is like everyone has their Back to the Future moment, except for Connor because that idiot's never seen Back to the Future. Uh, <laughs> as he likes to remind us he watched it for the first time like three years ago and thought it was yeah. just okay to, which to me he's never seen it then <laughs> like, <laughs> but this was the first movie that made me realize like I really love time travel so like time travel movies uh, it, if there's any any kind of plot device of time travel I'm probably going to go see it like I'm going to make a, a venture to the theater and I've been burned way more times than then I, you know, then I've seen something good that comes out of it, but yeah, Bill and Ted is that standard bearer for me. Because I mean, Back to the Future is time travel, but I feel it's a different. Like Marty goes to 1955, and that's where the kind of whole movie is. Here they're jumping around. There's a little bit more fun with that time travel aspect. Hmm. 
so I suppose I should probably say for, I mean obviously you liked it you you picked it yeah, you, you put it in the course. vote uh, I suppose the big question coming, coming out of this review yeah. is if I liked it um, it's okay yeah I didn't expect <laughs> you to be like head over heels for it I feel like this is a movie that if you watch when you're young it's just the nostalgia I, you know, I have to admit, I, over. I feel like, yes, if I'd watched this as a kid, I might be a bit more fond of it. I, I, I do think that that separates it from Back to the Future in a big way, because I think Back to the Future, despite Connor's weird reaction to it, yeah. I, I don't think Back to the Future is dependent on childhood nostalgia. Back to the Future is a Not genuinely fantastic film. Yeah. Uh, this is just kind of a, you know, it's a comedy about two, two metalheads from, from 1989. Yeah. Honestly, the, the 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 voices they put on throughout this and okay. I, I jokingly compared it to Dude Where's My Car, but the Dude Where's My Car was kind of a weird kinda knockoff of this. Yeah. Um you know, some of that is there. Like I I feel like the like sometimes when they would just the, the way they would speak would just kind of annoy me. Like the the, the, <laughs> the characters it's... I don't like that much. Bill and Ted are probably oh, the least likable parts of this movie. Is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, man, I, I disagree there. But then again, <laughs> am I just because I grew up with them? They're like my weird friends I've just always had. Mm. And then you introduce your new friends, they're like, what's your friend's deal? It's like, no, they're just them. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the slang and whatnot, it's so 80s. Like, words like non-heinous and uh, trying to think of some of the other. Bogus. That might be more of the second one. But it's just ingrained in me. Like, you know. So, I don't get annoyed by it. I guess I'm trying to say. I mean, like, I wasn't super. I was like, I wasn't like sitting there angry, like, oh god, these yeah. these guys are. It's not like when I, I whenever I've tried to watch a Kevin Smith movie and I just like want to kill all the characters. <laughs> it, it it's just sort of a light kind of like okay, I don't really think the way they speak's that funny, so I'm not like. Gotcha. I'm not. I'm not as into it from that perspective. Like the the. the once the time travel stuff kicked in a little bit more, and like some of the jokes with the the, the historical figures were a little bit more funny to me because it was playing on who they were and like you know how like Napoleon at a water park called Waterloo. Waterloo, yeah. And then he wants to change the Waterloo to water slide because he's heard that instead and he thinks that sounds quite yeah. good. Uh, yeah. Like you know, jokes like that were working for me a little bit more because I was like, okay, right, I see what the, the wittiness yeah. of this is. Yeah, yeah, it's. It is a. I don't want to say it's a clever script, but it is a very witty script because of what it does with the historical figures, uh, like with Billy the Kid and uh, Socrates. Like you have these two characters that normally you would never see in a movie next to each other, with Sigmund Freud, and they're all playing off of each other. Yeah, and it's a bit sad because they, like they call Socrates Socrates at first. I'm like Socrates. <laughs> Socrates. Oh, I'm like Socrates. Uh, all right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> As they were doing, they're idiots. They, they can't pronounce it. I get it. Okay. Exactly. Uh, um, so. But, but yeah, I think there is a lot of stuff like watching it again. Like This is a movie I watch. I watch this probably multiple times a year. But I pick up on things that as as I've gotten older, things stick out more. So like there's certain scenes like the Circle K when the the line delivery from Keanu where he's like, say hello to the, the princesses for me because uh, it's future Bill and Ted coming back to pass Bill and Ted to let them know to trust Rufus. Like it's time travel shenanigans. And he goes, what what princesses? And he's like, you'll see. And it's just like this weird line that I was like, yeah, a, a, like established director I don't think would have left that by just because it's so mm-hmm. over the top and goofy. And he does this little like snake maneuver. Uh, and I noticed it on this watch that I, it's never really 
hit on me before. Yeah, it also it's of its time as like a, just as a random casual homophobic slur at one point between the two of them, and I'm like, oh that geez, that, that's aged that's a lot right there. Like, you'll get to do that now. Nope. Uh, or should you, for that matter? Because right? exactly. <laughs> it took me out of it. I went, whoa, what did he just say? Because it's just a casual yeah. insult between them. I'm like, no, nah, wait, no. Um, and what's funny is, is like you know, ten minutes later. They're, they're, they're in the future preaching, you know, be excellent to each other. I'm like, okay, yeah. it doesn't jive with the homophobic slot like 10 minutes ago, yeah. but yeah, whatever. Yeah, they're also 17 year old idiots. Yeah. Failing history. Oh, they're, they're, so, they're very much idiots, yes. Um, so, interesting fact, actually. So, there's a song that plays, there's a scene where they end up in the future, and we're not in spoilers yet, so I won't say too much, but they end up in the future, and there's a song that plays called In Time uh, by mm-hmm. Robbie Robb, which I know because it was on Mr. Robot last season. And, For reals? Mm-hmm. God damn it. And First it was Alf, now it's Bill and Ted. It's going to make <laughs> me watch more of Mr. Robot. <laughs> you, uh. you should be watching Mr. Robot anyway, Matt. Mr. Robot's fantastic. Yeah, but... Well, that's a conversation for Alf. <laughs> <laughs> so, but... It, it, now, Mr. one of the main themes of Mr. Robot is actually time travel. It's not a show about time travel, but it has themes of time travel. Because... Elliot's favourite movie is Back to the Future 2, right? So there's constant themes about can we change the past, can we change things, there's a lot of that going on. And there was a lot of, especially in season 3, there was a lot of time travel kind of like thematic devices, like can we erase mistakes we've had and things like that. And Angela, a character, kind of comes to believe this, so to a point where it's bad for her health, right? And there's a scene where Elliot goes and tries to, like, sort of, hey, remember when we were kids, like, you know, how would, like, when something bad would happen, what would we see to each other? And she says that everything would be okay. And that's when the song kicks in in the show. And for cut, the episode, like, is a really, it's a fantastic episode. I don't want to get too much of it. I don't want to spoil anything in the show. But yeah, don't. Elliot, Elliot's in a place that's really dark in this episode. And this is kind of the uplifting kind of ending to it, right? Um. And it's such a perfect thing, but because the show has themes of time travel, and there's multiple times in the show when songs from Back to the Future have played. Um, right. The song works on its own anyway, but when someone told me it's from Bill and Ted, I'm like, oh, it's not a time travel movie. That was intentional. Yeah. That was an intentional pull from and that. It, it's a solid song, too. Like, it's big, oh, soaring riffs. Yeah. And, yeah. But the reason why I bring that up is the second it started playing in this, all I could think was Mr. Robot. The Robot, yeah. It's a fantastic Two completely scene. different tones. <laughs> right. It's a scene in Mr. Robot that has the song from Bill and Ted, but the uh-huh. filming of the scene reminds me of Paris, Texas, one of my favourite films. So, it was a concoction of emotions. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say Sam Esmail is just a wizard. Oh, he is. He's so. He's... That's it. That's that's the only explanation I could I can come up with. Awesome. Or maybe he's like Rufus and he comes from the future and he just knows, like he has to make this TV show to make the world better. You know. He's trying. He's trying his damnedest. The show hits on a lot of points. Um, uh, but yeah, it's. I'm done, not too much else I can say about it. That's you know before the spoiler section because no, a mean, lot of a lot of what I want to talk about is is plot. Is plot? Yeah, and, I I think yeah. generally speaking, it's, it's it's a lighthearted comedy. I can see yeah. why people who grew up with it, um, like have fond memories of it. Honestly, though, like watching it as an adult now in 2018, when I have no attachment to it, it's just kind of like, yeah, this is fine, but it's forgettable. Like, it's not like I I can't fault you for that one. This is yeah. one of my coping movies. Like, when I'm in a down and out mood, I'll put in Bill and Ted, and it makes me feel better. You know, I I was able to my my AP U.S. History class. You finish early because you take the AP uh, test before 
you take your finals. So we had like an extra month left where we could just watch movies. So I asked my teacher, I was like, hey, can I bring in Bill and Ted and we watch it this week? Uh, I was like, it's about history. And she's like, yeah, sure. So like I was able to bring this and show this in class. That's how much it, you know, it's one of my favorite movies. So, but mm. I can, I can't fault you for being like, yeah, it's good, but it's, it's kind of forgettable. Cause it's like, that's most eighties movies, you know, that's why the few that, that are great stand out. Cause uh, you know, they have to stand high above the others. I don't know. He's maybe my favorite decade of movies. So I don't know if I agree with that statement, but really? <laughs> oh yeah. He's just fantastic. He's just, I mean, yeah, you can, you can find like three for each of those years, but like, there's still a lot of like super bad stuff. Yeah, well, there's, there's always super bad stuff. I mean, just look yeah. at... Uh, let's pick a year. 84, right? 1984. Huh? Terminator. Nightmare on Elm right. Street. Paris, Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was 84? There was more. There was more. Look, hold on, I'm getting my list up, right? Temple of Doom. Was that 84? There you go. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's not as great as the others I mentioned, but yeah, sure. Um, oh, it's up there. Thanks. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. It's, it's good, but it's not as good as 1 and 3, right? I put up there three. with Last Crusade. I like them. I like them about equally. Although, the older I get, the more I see my relationship with my father as Indy and his dad. Especially that scene where they strapped to the chair in oh. the fire, yelling at each Ghostbusters, other. Ghostbusters, eighty-four, Body Double, oh, yeah. Gremlins, Starman, Neverending Story, Beverly Hills Cop, The Karate Kid. <laughs> yes, go away, yeah. Ashley. <laughs> no, go. I said go away. No, fine. <laughs> Most on heinous. Um, <laughs> yeah, did you, did you just hear half the movies I just read out? Uh, I heard Gremlins and I heard Ghostbusters. Beverly um, Hills Cop, Karate Kid, Never Ending yeah. Story, Gremlins, yeah, Body Double. I'm, I'm not big on half of those. I love Beverly Hills Cop, um, Gremlins. Oh, come on. Alright, 85, Back to the Future, Goonies, Explorers, Commando, yeah. <laughs> Breakfast Club. You love... You you have a like this unnatural. I feel like my Bill and Ted is your Commando. Feel like Commando's <laughs> fine, fair. but I didn't grow up watching Commando, and I'm just kind of like, okay, I understand why people like this, but it's not hitting with me. Oh, that's that's a fair comparison. But I love Commando. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, I will concede your point about the '80s, uh, but I'm also thinking about all the late '80s action crap that came out that was just, you know. Stuff that started Don the Dragon Wilson. <laughs> you just weren't watching the right movies, Matt. That's all I've got to say to that. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> you know. That's all I've got to say to that. All right. Uh, we'll give the spoiler warning. Full spoilers for Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. From here on out, you've been warned. So, Bill and Ted, they, they end up... Napoleon ends up... Because the first kind of example, just to prove that time travel exists, he takes them back to, uh, you know, Napoleon times. Yeah, and yeah. Napoleon ends up getting dragged in sort of by accident. And they don't want to take him back because they're back in present day before they go back to get everyone else. There's a, there's a subplot where uh, Ted's dad wants to send him to military school, so he's kind of like diving, like hiding from his dad. But they have to. Uh, Bill's little brother is left to look after Napoleon. Ted's little brother. Oh, it was Ted's little brother, sorry. Yeah. Uh, like I said, I watched this a week ago, <laughs> right? Dang. But Ted's little brother is left to look after And he's like, you know, at 12 or whatever he is. Right? Yeah. So he takes Napoleon. So this is the subplot of the movie, which may be my favourite part of the movie, is the subplot yeah. with Napoleon. Uh, so he take, takes him to, to ice cream first. They get ice cream. And he's, he doesn't speak any English. Biggie, biggie. Yeah. And he, he's eating ice cream. And we see that he's like, he likes it so much that he's like, you know, he's like, 
he's threatening the little girl for the last bite. He's like, no, mine. <laughs> and then he's, he's at the water park. He's going down the water slide, and he's he's you know because of course the water park's called Waterloo because why right. wouldn't it be? Well, so it's uh, the movie's set in San Dimas, but they filmed it uh, mostly in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, which is right outside of Phoenix. It's like a suburb. Um, and in San Dimas, they have this really cool water park called Raging Waters. Like that's what San Dimas is famous for. It's like that and Bill and Ted. So they kind of the, the writers wanted to put in this water park because the whole joke with Waterloo. Mm. Uh, so I, I think that's cool that they went out and found like even one in Phoenix to fit. And just one of my favorite shots in the whole movie is him in the full like old timey bathing suit uh, and bathing cap running up the stairs past all the kids. Yeah, get out of the way, it's, you little shits. It's my turn. Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah. this is one of the greatest conquerors of Europe, and he's just acting like a jerk at a water park. It's so great. It, does, it, does, it wouldn't surprise me. That, that seems in line with these characters. Just, yeah, they, right? they didn't have stupid little things to be petty about back then. It was all murder. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, yeah, there's all else goes bowling. It's the whole thing. Uh, they go through time and they collect in the fall. I think this is in order actually as well. Uh, they get uh-huh. Billy the Kid from the Old West. Yeah. They get Socrates. Right. Mm-hmm. They get uh, they get Sigmund Freud from Germany. Mm-hmm. Genghis Khan from Mongolia. Mm-hmm. Joan of Arc, presumably from France. Yeah. Uh, Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, from the US. Duh. I don't think I had to specify that one. <laughs> oh, uh, I'm going with the whole. Yeah, and then Beethoven. So, yeah, which they call Beethoven. <laughs> Be- the well, movie. they also call they call Freud Freud. Freud didn't. Yeah. So, by far, the scene that that I always laugh at is where they they come back with all the historical figures and they land the the phone booth in Bill's backyard, and there's this running joke the whole time where. Um, Bill's dad married a girl that they that Bill and Ted went to school with named Missy. Yeah, she was a senior uh, when they were a freshman. She's like two or three years older. Yeah, and so every time they go through Bill's house, it's like, oh, hey, Missy. I mean, Mom. And so they land in the backyard, and Missy is, is back there, like, gardening. And they have to kind of try to explain what's going on, why this phone booth. But she's just mad because Bill hasn't done his chores. So they open the phone booth and they all come out and they introduce them with like as if they had to cover up the names because a phone booth landing in the backyard isn't weird. So it's like Herman the Kid and Dennis Frude, Socrates Johnson, and I die laughing every single time. Well, they, just, they do that until they get to Lincoln and they're just like, and this is Abraham yeah. Lincoln because yeah. they didn't think of anything. They can't go with anything else. Yeah, so, uh, and then they have all the historical figures help them with chores. Before you know, they like, lose them all in the mall, and we get a montage of them all running around. Uh, 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 Beethoven's got, you know, he's got all the synthesizers, and you know, he's like testing them all out. Uh, you've got someone trying to steal uh, Lincoln's hat because he thinks it's from his store, uh, and so on. <laughs> Genghis Khan's like trying the baseball bats out. Yeah, he's destroying a sporting goods store. Yeah. And Joan of Arc goes and takes over an aerobics class. And <laughs> it's just like, because the whole point of their, their oral report is how certain historical figures would react to modern-day San Dimas. So the only place that Bill and Ted know, like, hey, how do we experience life, is to take them to the mall. Uh, and, and yeah, so it makes for a fun montage. And once, once they're there, it gives, you know, them something to do because Bill and Ted need to go find Napoleon because... Ted's little brother 
ditched him because he didn't like hanging out around an old French guy. Yeah. Uh, it's funny actually because the, the movie it's almost like there's a little uh, there's a sequence in medieval England and they don't, they don't actually get anyone from there this is where they meet the princesses yeah. and it's basically yeah. just a sequence where they can, they're in like in, in danger before they end up because ultimately most of these characters they get in a montage where it just quickly cuts yeah. between all the time periods and then the plot is okay they have to go to the mall and then they all get arrested so they have to break them out of prison because uh, Ted's dad's the, the, the detective and yeah. so, so there's a whole like, sort of jailbreak sequence and that's kind of the plot, and then all of it's just racing to the the stage because for some reason this oral history report is in a big theater somewhere. Yeah, yeah. By the way, San Dimas High School football rules. It's another, I, another one. I was expecting, like you know, this is a, you know, an oral report traditionally would just be in the front of the class, yeah. right? No, this is yeah. No, this is a big. You know, it's at the school theater. You know, yeah, full packed. Yes, the entire school, for some reason, they've brought the entire school and parents to come see this oral report. That's not how this works. But it's all just there. The reason for this, of course, is that when Bill and Ted end up arriving just a little bit too late, it's so they can use all the lights. They've got all the stage lights and it's all this big production. Uh And then one by one, they have the historical figures come out and they're like, okay, so what do you think of Sandinas? And, you know, they they, they translate, they they interpret what Socrates says. And then the the (laughs) others, they kind of... Honestly, one of my favourite little jokes in the movie is probably when they've got all the, the historical figures at the police station and the, the oh. cops are interviewing them. And the one's talking to Freud. And then yeah. Freud just sort of turns around and says, uh, why don't you tell me about your mother? <laughs> uh, yeah. I thought that was kind of funny. Well, then when they ask yeah, Abraham Lincoln his name and he's like, uh, and he starts giving him his actual, and the detectives get mad because they think this guy, just as Abraham Lincoln, is just playing a, like, a thing on them. Uh, that's... Pretty great. For the longest time, I thought Abraham Lincoln and the actor that played Ted's dad were the same guy. And it wasn't until now that I looked them up and they're different guys. They just look an awful lot alike. Uh, but as a kid growing up, I thought it was the same no, same right. dude. Um, they yeah. look kind of similar, actually. I don't know. That's, yeah. That's, that's not, it's not a, a ridiculous thing, I think. No. Um, the small touch that, I mean, the running joke about the, the messy mum thing, that, you know, yeah. that they've got the hots for, uh, uh-huh. for Bill's stepmom. Like, that was hiding near, near her there. The one part of that I liked, actually, though, was when she comes into... Again, she shows up to watch the, or, the, the oral history report. Right. But she sits down next to the teacher and says, Oh, hey, a long time no see. And he recognises, like, Why are you here? Yeah. You graduated, like, two years ago. Well, yeah. <laughs> what's happening? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I just love, uh, also, Ted, like, Hey, you remember when I asked her to prom? Shut up, Ted. Just he gets, he's getting all upset about it. Like it's great, and that that joke goes through the second one too. All I'm right, not going to okay. spoil it here because that will be brought up for vote in a future date. Because people could argue that Bogus Journey is better than Excellent Adventure. I like them both. They're like children. You can't pick a, a favorite, but it's a much different movie than this one. But yeah, that so, joke is like the one runner that goes. Yeah, through. they're like children. They're both crippling disappointments. Oh no no no, not at all. But, but yeah, uh, and so I'm joking. I, I thought it was okay. I know. It was fine. It was fine. Yeah, but yeah. So of course they they ace their exam because of this big production number, and and whatnot. And Rufus shows up at the end and gives them new guitars. Brings uh, the English princesses. Brings the princesses because they're part of the band. They're part of Wild Stallions, and uh, they can start to change the world. And it turns out, Bill and Ted have zero musical. Acuity. Like, yeah, they can't play. Yes, they're just banging on the guitars yeah, like it's nothing. Exactly. Yep. And Rufus looks at the camera and is like, "Well, it's a start." So 
Yeah, I believe I the exact it. line was they do get better. I believe that was the they exact do get line. Better. Yeah, yeah. But, um, um, that's, that's a really simple movie. There's not actually. I mean, yeah. it sounds like there's a lot of plot because we're we're grabbing all these historical figures, but yeah. it's really just let's collect them all. They get stuck a little bit and they have to fix the machine, but it's, it's really yeah. just like a. It's just for a reason to stall them while Napoleon's, you know, having chaos. That's all the yeah. reason that plot exists. And then so they accidentally yeah. end up in the future at one point. And they're like, oh, yeah. be excellent to each other. And we see that this is a utopia yep. founded on the excellence of rock and roll. Yeah. And and that's what I always like to say. We have, we have a friend that anytime stuff starts getting sideways on the internet, he'll just post be excellent to each other. And I feel like out of anything this movie has given the world, it's a constant reminder so yeah, you can you know have differences and and whatnot, but at the end of the day, we're all human, and we should try to treat each other excellent. I feel like you're giving this movie more credit than it's deserving. No, because I feel like we need more of this right now. I feel like everything's so divided and ugly and like you know mean spirited, and we need, I don't a, feel, we need a reminder. I, I, I don't feel like the, their philosophy in this movie though actually. I mean, I suppose they they say it builds a utopia in the future, like based yeah. on it. But like, I don't feel like they're presented with it, and they have to kind of then inspire against. It's just a line in the movie. There's there's never any like threat of things breaking down. That the, the entire plot is we have to ace our history exam, and that's all it yeah. is. Yeah, but I'm just saying that that phrase, the fact that it gets brought up and and whatnot, oh, I feel sure. it's it's something nice to hang on to, like out of anything from here. Uh, also, there's a, a comic book that's set directly after the second one that, that's pretty fun. Um, and there's a third movie coming down the line called Bill and Ted Face the Music. So yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked about all of this. Nearly 30 years later. Yeah. Bill and Ted 3, the middle-aged men. And, it, and it's not going as planned. Like, they were told they were these messiahs that are going to change the world, and now they're middle-aged, and not much has changed. So what went wrong? Uh, that, that's what I've heard the plot of it is, according to Entertainment Weekly. But uh, we'll, we'll see. I will definitely be there day one. Because, again, this is this is probably not due to quality, but just probably to nostalgia and the number of times I've watched it. So they're my top ten movies. Uh, uh, I won't say of all time, but, like, favorite movies. It's in there. You know, it's, it's funny, I, I really can see that if I'd watched this as a kid, I may have a little more fondness for it, but yeah. as, it, as, it, as it is, I think it's just a fine, forgettable, yeah. you know, dumb little, mm-hmm. you know, comedy. This is what it is. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I, have, I have not much more to add. Uh, I don't think I'm shocked that this was a shorter review by our standards, because, it's, no. you know, comedies don't tend to have as much uh, meat in the bone oh. to kind of to kind of dissect, but, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah. Uh, so, so, yeah, so I guess we'll rate the movie then. Uh what would what would you give it, Matt? So so mine because I'm so close to this. This is a, a nine for me. Mm. It's in my top ten favorite movies, you know. But I understand all its flaws, and I understand people aren't going to rate it nearly as high as I will, unless you're my brother who also grew up watching this. Um, for me, it's probably like a six. Mm. That's well, fair. It's a, it's a fine movie, but you know, I like I think if if the characters. I think if the characters themselves were more witty, because they're they're very because of the the airhead humor, where it's just like them yeah. kind of reacting to things. I think if they were a bit more witty, if the, if the script was just a bit more baiting in what it was doing, like I, I feel like 
this is a movie that's like prime. Like this could actually be a really good satire. Like the whole the whole thing with having yeah. all these historical figures react to what the world's like. There's a lot of good social commentary you could have with that, but it doesn't really yeah. do anything with it. It's just kind of no. Here's no. some jokes about no. It's just you definitely tell this was when they made movies for kids. Like this was a movie that was dropped in the summer for like teenagers and kids to go see. Mm. You know, you know, get them out of the parents' hair in the '80s and whatnot. Uh, so. Like I feel like if it was made now, like Netflix or someone could do, like a mini series or whatever with it. Like you said, with like the historical figures and actually have like something to say. Uh, but for for if it's time, I think it's fine. Yeah, there you go. That's that's uh, did uh, Oh, actually, that was an accident. That was an accident. Yeah. That one. <laughs> no, that's a movie I also like, but that's something I would never bring to Overload because. It's not that great of a movie. Dude, where's my car? You know, it's funny and I laugh. Not, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But it's nowhere near this. Like, you yeah. Know. Well, I don't yeah. think there's a, a giant leap between them, but I mean, I, I know a lot of people will disagree with to, that. Yeah, to me there is. There's a whole, it's a whole big step. Now, to be fair, I, I, could be, I could be misremembering how bad that is because I've not seen it since, you know... I seen it maybe once or twice when it came out, or it, just after it came out. Uh, you know. Yeah, there are parts that still make me laugh, just because that's my sense of humor. But I watched part of it on TV a couple months ago. It's bad. Like even. I, I think I think the know. comparison. The reason why I make that comparison is because they're both well, they're airheads, kind of like yeah. Bill and Ted. They've got a very similar yeah. kind of dude. Like you know, that's just the yeah, the ten sweet. years later version of Bill and Ted's characters, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. Um. That's it. I do remember one joke that I liked. There's, there's one joke yeah. from that movie I remember liking. Uh-huh. It's when they meet the, the weird alien cult, right? Uh-huh. And they're like, okay, so who's everyone in this van? And it's like, oh, I'm Zathra, I'm Zoltan, I'm Zegra, I'm Z- Zaton. Uh-huh. And it gets to the last guy, he's like, I'm Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean that, that, was, that was just a good setup. Was, what, what can I say? Yeah. That's all I remember about Bill and Ted, other than the stupid tattoo scene and the giant woman at the end. That's all I remember yeah. from from Dude, Dude Was My Car. Yeah. I said Bill and Ted there yeah. a minute ago. The, the they're other, interchangeable. The other joke in that one. <laughs> is what I'm yeah, saying. The other joke in that one, <laughs> just, just because it became a joke with me and, and uh, my best friend, uh, is when they call the ostriches llamas. So anytime we went to, we would go to a zoo or see ostriches, he'd be like, check out those llamas. You know, so. Hmm. But again, it's not that funny, but it's funny to me. I, you know. What I think's missing from Bill and Ted is probably like, I'm not saying I want like a big serious threat that's happening, but I yeah. don't know if just getting back in time for the history exam is enough of a, like a, a driving force. Like, it, yeah, because um, like, when they're actually once, collecting the, the 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 historical figures, at one point, you know, Bill says to Ted, "Hey, how much time we got?" And he's like, "Tons," and I'm like, "Okay, so there's no urgency then. We're just kind of." I know because he. He forgot to to set his watch. Or he forgot to wind his watch. Yes, that's true. Like, yes, yes, that's a like plot point. Teacher told him to do. Yeah, yeah, so you know, and then that's what adds to the, the craziness. When the the ship first gets gets uh, damaged, I thought, okay, the plot of this movie now is going to be the struggle to get back to the present because the ship's damaged, yeah. so they're going to have to try and fix it. But that's like right. a couple of scenes. It's not like like a big thing. Yeah. No. So you yeah, know, no. what you're saying. Uh, yeah, just wait, wait till the second one because there's there's a big looming threat in the second one. Uh, but, but yeah, so, but right. I won't, I won't put it up so close to this one. Well, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Let me yawn. Let me yawn. 
Yeah, I'll get you right. Right. So, pretty too busy right. this weekend. That's what it is. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's been that's been overload. Uh, so it's, it's a quieter one. But uh, we got coherence coming up next time later this month. I promise mm-hmm. you. Oh, there'll be discussion on that. Uh, that is a movie about alternate realities bleeding into one another, and it is good oh fun. boy. Yes. Multiverse theory in, in play, huh? Oh, they're going to be multiversing, Matt. This is. Is there, is there a speed force? No speed force, but ah, crap. it's it's a movie about clues. Okay. Mm, I, I think yeah. you're gonna like it. I think you're gonna like it. It's, it's a low budget sci fi movie. I think okay. you're gonna be into it. But uh, that's yeah. what's coming up next time. And like we say, uh, right now it's say anything versus Bubba Hotep. So go and vote for Bubba Hotep if you're a patron. Um, yeah. And... Or, or vote for say anything. But either way, I'm just gonna say this. I'll be fine because I've never seen Bubba Hotep. I've only heard of Bubba Hotep, and yeah. Sounds like something I would enjoy. <laughs> it's it's Bruce Campbell playing Elvis, who teams up with JFK, who's played by Ozzy Davis, a black man, uh, in a retirement home because an evil mummy is attacking the the residents, and they have to fight it off. If that if that doesn't sound amazing to you, then I, I don't know what does. Yeah. Like I like come on now. Um, yeah. And it's got a heart. It's got an excellent heart to it as, as well. So. Um, We'll vote for it. Anyway, so that is uh, Overload. Let us know what you thought of uh, Bill and Ted in the comments below. Like and subscribe, all that stuff. Get us on patreon.com slash TV. You can support us over there and you get to vote as in the aforementioned vote with uh, the Overload stuff. You also get to vote on Influx episodes and Streams After Midnight episodes. Uh, there's a bunch of other stuff there as well. Uh, you can also get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. You can get me on Twitter at wibble89. You can get Matt on Twitter at mattofsteel57. Uh, otherwise that is us though so thank you very much once again for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep watching movies guys and we'll see you next time